I was up all night and I was just seeking God for clarification. Father, I need more clarification with clarification. I want more clarification regarding clarification. And I mean that, mean that. And God said to me, every single one of us here been doing what we were waiting to do our entire time being here. Because we are called. See, we have to know we're called. See, he doesn't yell out and shout your name. Hey, Quenisha, I have a purpose for you. No, that's already his thoughts. See, he knows the thoughts and the plans that he has concerning us. So the call came with the thought. So you were already thought due to the call. And the call was every thought due to you. Same goes for me. Hallelujah. Seriously. And God says he's doing a lot of quickening and sharpening, polishing for the new. What you and I have already been doing, but on a higher level. On a higher level. Hallelujah. Let me give you this dream I had. I'm going to give it to you exactly how it was given to me. I was in a place with my son. And I never lived in that place before. It was an apartment. And my son was young in his dream. And I was putting him some pizza in the oven. I had a visitor that came to my house. And this person kept trying to tell me how to run my house. How to be a mother. How to take care of my own house that I was already doing, being led by God. And it was kind of having me to feel like, you don't believe in what I can do. Because the person kept trying to tell me what I should be doing, like they do. But a lot of times we get advice, or we hear advice from people who are not doing what they're asking you to do. Now, this can go in any category. It doesn't matter. And my son pizza was ready. I took it out the oven. It got cold very fast. But it came out very hot. So when I put it on the table, it became cold. But my son wanted it. No, I want it like this. And the person looked at me. It was a special guest that came to my place. And this person came and said to me, No, don't you dare give that boy that pizza. And I cut him a pizza, you know, three pig slices. But when I put it on his plate, it started looking, you know, like it wasn't cut in the way I cut it. It was like riches and all that on it. You know, it wasn't, you know, a complete slice like it normally looks. It was just like all messed up, but he loved it like that. And a person who came to my house as a special guest was looking at me like, you're going to give your child that? 
You can do better than that. Don't you give your child that. And I'm like, but my child wants this. I wouldn't give that. You know what? The person started just telling me how much of a failure I was in this dream. You're not a good mother. Look at this. Look at this place. I'm like, this place is beautiful. It's clean. It's our home. It should be better than that. You should be better than that for him. But I never let this person get me down. And I, you know, the person was just a guest that just showed up in my place. Didn't even know who they were. So, all of a sudden, my heart began to have that tingly feeling like, nope, nope, Quenisha, and it's called staring yourself up. Nope, don't you dare feel like that. Don't feel like that, Quenisha. Don't you dare feel like that. Don't listen to those words. That's not you. Those not, that's not you. That's not you. You know you're a great mother. You know you're doing what you do. You know you're listening to God. You know you're transitioning. You know, you know, you know. Don't listen to that. Don't, don't, don't you cry. Don't, no, 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 no. All that going on in the heart. No, don't, don't. My heart was staring me up. You understand? I noticed the devil comes for is the things that we really care about. For those things exactly. The exact very thing that you and I care about with a passion. And I care about being a mother. Because I don't play with being a mother. I go to God, show me better ways to become better, learning every day, learning new things, things we're not to do anymore. Becoming better at it. Not giving up on it. Not slacking at it. Teaching myself by receiving downloads that are teachable to oneself. If you're really hungry to be better, then go after it, Quenisha. So in this dream, I went to this place, don't even know what this place was. There were multitudes of people just showing up. I could cry just thinking about it. They were showing up everywhere. It was like, oh yeah, here's your investment right here. Oh yeah, here's this belongs to you. Yeah, you did this. All these things were being put in front of me and my kid. It was all kinds of source of wealth, all kinds of resources, all kinds of people. They were all, oh yeah, you invested in this. Yeah, this, this. All that showed up due to my passion of being a good mother for my kid because that's my ministry at home. It starts at home. Our ministry doesn't start in a building. It doesn't start in a street. It doesn't start... It starts at home. And that's why Christ said to Peter, right when he was changing his name, upon this rock, I build my foundation. That's home. A firm foundation is home. And we're asking God for a house. No. God is blessing you with a home. You better hear me. See, you can have, I can have a house. But if I don't have no self-respect, if I don't have no love, no joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, 
If I'm just walking around this earth just doing whatever, and sometimes being nice and sometimes not, things like that will have your house to be a house and stay a house, a empty house. Now, we can have all the furniture, all the necessary things, all the appliances, but it's still empty inside because we are empty inside. See, our home is because of our home. You got to get this. So let God, you understand, improve you because you are the home. Because our home, which is the kingdom, is on the inside of you. Teaching us how to have that here as a home. And, and this person, this special guest, was in a dream looking like, oh, I had no idea. And my heart, there goes that sensation again. No, no, don't say I told you so. Don't even feel I told you so. Don't feel it. Don't feel it. Don't feel it. Don't feel that. Don't feel like, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, don't feel that. Don't feel that. Because how many times there's someone spoken down about you? It could be anything. It doesn't matter. And you know what you're working with. You know your heart concerning. You know you have a passion for it. That's like a wife telling her husband, go out there and get a job. And when you go out there and come back without one, oh, you're not a man because you don't have one. But he's doing all he can to go get one. He had it in his heart. I'm looking, sweetheart. I'm going, sweetheart. I'm doing the best I can do. You're driving me crazy. And many of us are doing that to each other. Driving each other crazy. Because we want the best for each other. But wanting the best is not telling somebody that they're not the best. Them. See, we're trying to get them to be the best by Having the things that we think is best. No, the best comes from you knowing that you are the best you. See, everything starts with us. And then everything else comes alongside the way. We don't have things come alongside the way and then want to improve ourselves. No, improve you, then everything shows up. It's like you're sitting at a swamp and things begin to float up that was already there in the water. There goes a toad. There goes a lily pad. There goes, you know, alligator, whatever you want to say. Come on, somebody. We have to believe in each other, not believe in what you can get. No, I believe in what you can do. And you guys always hear me. I'm about my father's business. So are you. And God said, Quenisha, you are a spiritual advisor. You are a spiritual guider. You have to continue to guide. You can't ever have your message to have someone go to the left or the right. No, you have to pull and you have to pull and you have to pull and you have to pull them out of the enemy's head. Pull them out of depression. Pull them out of anger. Pull them out of bitter. Pull them out of frustration. Pull them out of lust. Pull them out of hate. Pull, 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 pull. Because they are worth the pull and you have to push while you pull for your purpose. So you have to know your special for them to know they're special. Now pull. And you've been doing that all along. You have always been in business. Your business is my business. But your business 
is being a spiritual advisor. That's why many psychics are coming to me like water every day. I mean, over 50 women and men literally coming. Do you want to spell or, you know, there's something about you. I've been drawn to you. I've been, you know, sent to you from human nature. I've been sent to you from the God of, of the planets. And I've been sent to you from the Sarak, the Sasha of the moon, all kinds of stuff. I can't even pronounce And here is a day of clarification. I'm sending them to you because that's what you do. But how they doing it is of the father of lies. But they can feel truth in your creation. Everybody is not going to admit that the scales are being removed. But you just keep on doing what you do and do it for me and also do it for you. Same goes for you and what God have you here to do. And sometimes when God gives us things, we feel overwhelmed. Where do I start? Quenisha, you have already gotten started. The moment I had a thought about you, that's when it's moko. That's when it started. Moko. We have to stop looking down when somebody feel down. We have to stop putting people down because they look down. No, that's the time to lift them up. We have to lift them up. I went somewhere yesterday. We went to go purchase two watermelons and some peaches from people down south. And I realized we went to the gas station to go get money out. This man came in there and was like, let me get a Gatorade, please, for this gentleman out here. And he gave the man a Gatorade. And that man, when we went in the store, he looked at so weak, so tired of being on that curb. It's hot, I'm sweaty, I'm dirty. If I had a place, I would be in it. So people already know I don't have nowhere to go. If I had people to chill with, I'd be with them. I wouldn't be sitting here on no curb by myself in the heat. He didn't ask anybody for anything. He was sitting there, whatever you want to give, it's up to you, but I'm, this is me right here. And when that man gave him that Gatorade, I went out the store. That man was gone. God said because he got his strength back. Physical strength, mental strength, and spiritual strength. And God used that man to sow that seed in his life. And that seed produced a harvest for that man on that curb yesterday. We can't afford to look at somebody and say, ew, you disgust me, or ew, you're lazy, ew, you're trifling. And the word it says, a man who doesn't work don't eat. It doesn't mean physical. It means spiritual. Because how can God be a contradictor if he's not a man he should lie? He said, feed the homeless. Let them in your home. Help them. So if a man don't work, then how can I give him something to eat? If the scripture say a man that don't work, don't eat. But he say feed the homeless. It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. What God has me to do, to release unto you, do it for him. That's all the message is about. Doing it for him. And enjoy doing it for you. Why are you doing it for him? 
you don't have to have a business because you want to look important. Because I want to look important. No, do it because you know you are important. And the people that's coming are important too. We don't have to compete and compare with nobody when we got our focus on us doing it for him. That's what the purpose of this message is about and every other message. Because some people's words can try to come in your heart and tear you down. And I heard someone say the other day that God was beginning to pull people away from them and they wanted to hold on because they didn't want to, you know, feel like they didn't have nobody. Let me tell you this. We could be around a gang of people and still have nobody. Come on. Just because they there doesn't mean that they there. Hallelujah. You rather have somebody who's not there, there to be away. Because they was never there, but there. So let him pull people away. One thing that I didn't like, that was a, I'm not going to say a weakness of mine, but the thing is, I couldn't stand when somebody will just find an opportunity to see something in me just to express how they really feel. What can I use that she's doing to really express how I feel about her? And I mean in a negative way. And many people will use, you know, you know, wine or alcohol in my past to do that to me. Now, I was always a woman to be inspiring. I'm, I'm born to do that. So I'm, I'm inspiring no matter how I'm living. But people will always somehow, those who have, always try to find something to say about what I do. Oh, but you're supposed to be so this, you know, so inspiring. Yeah, while you're drinking. Yeah, if you're so inspired, yeah, it's this, it's the drinking that's causing you to be upset. No, the thing is, I'm stirring myself up because the way how you just came at me and you expect me to smile? You just sit here and disrespected my character and I'm supposed to smile? But it's the alcohol that's causing me to feel disappointed when you shouldn't have said what you said in the first place? So that was my thing. People kept trying, the ones who were, was using the alcohol to say, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But instead of them just coming out and just expressing, you know what? Help me. How do you be so wise? How do you keep standing? How are your parenting skills? And show me how they are and what you do to keep them keep increasing and accelerating like that. See, many people just don't want to come out and say the way how you do things may be better than I'm doing it. That don't mean you're better than me. Many of us don't even want to ask nobody for no help. But instead, they find things about you to put you and I down or we find things or I find things about you to put you down just so I can feel comfortable on feeling the way I feel about you in the first place. And I couldn't stand that. Like, you really feel like that about me? See, when I was drinking alcohol, I was never a violent person. I was never a person that would do anything negative. If anything, it's like I'm much, I'm 10 times nicer. 
It's like God was reminding me, you, 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 you can't run from this. It's like God was really showing out. When I was drunk, I really wanted to preach. I was really receiving prophecies. Some people have even asked me, what type of, you know, sins have you done? I just want to know. And I say to some people, it depends on what's in my, you know, my spirit about the person in the conversation and what their motives are. Because some just want to have something to say, something to know. No, but my answer will be to everybody. Some things are just not worth mentioning. Some things are just like, you know what, it's gone and I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> because everything bad is sin. No matter what it is. And we all have done something bad. No matter what it was. So I'm going to leave my bad stuff back there. And I'm going to put your stuff behind you too. And we're going to move forward. How about that? And someone said, you understand? Every time you drink, you're mean. You, you snap and you're violent. No. It's just that when I was drinking in the past, things ready to come out. And if someone's saying things, they're adding on what's on his way out. Because honestly, I was a person who got comfortable having people who work treating me like crap. And I was okay with it, but not okay. And when I mean okay with it, I was still around them. So I wasn't that not okay to not be around. And they kept doing it, trying to tear me down. There been times I would go home and cry. Why would they talk to me like that? Why would they look at me like that? Why would they think I'm like that? But I would go around and smile. And some people wonder, why are you still smiling? After what I just said and done. You understand? Sometimes we learn things quick. And sometimes, many of us, it takes some time, no matter what the situation can be, because we keep allowing it to happen. So it's taking you more time to realize God is pulling you away for real. Pulling me away for real. Or pulling people away from us for real. Never had a smart mouth. It's just that how dare somebody can ever disrespect a person who was always there, who always care, always support, love and build up. How dare you try to tear me down? Oh, oh, now you're speaking up. Oh, now you're rude. You're speaking up. Oh, now you're drunk. You're speaking up. Oh, now it's the alcohol. You're speaking up. Oh, now you're being disrespectful, rude, and all the above. No, it's just me letting you know what you shouldn't be doing in the first place. So the thing is, now that the wine is gone, now that the alcohol is gone, so what is the reason? Now, there are none. <laughs> you understand? So the thing is, when those things went away, those type of conversations went away too. Hallelujah. Because there was nothing else to say. Because there was nothing else to use, to say anything. 
sometimes you can see Satan through people. You can hear Satan through people. Ooh. Ooh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. My God. My God. My God. Oh, my God. My God. My God. God said, Quenisha, you're a survivor. You are a survivor. And I'm also calling you a survivor. You survive the storms. You survive every form of the enemy. You survive because you're still standing. It didn't take you down. It didn't have you to quit. You're still here receiving, receiving all that I say belong to you. You're still receiving finished work because you're here to see. You're here to hear. You're here to say. You're here to know and encounter what I have for you. You are survivor. The devil thought he had you, but you are a survivor. I'm talking to you too. Sometimes you could be up at night, and I may up late trying to figure out things that we really want to learn about ourselves just to be better. See, me, I'm a woman that's like, let me, God, let me make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I? Should I be doing something else? What do you want me to do? Because you know I do it. It doesn't matter. How much? How little? How soon? How far? What is it, God? What do you want me to do? Quinesia. Yes, you have been doing it all along. Come on, somebody. You've been in business when I had the thought. Things are falling in place now. It's good to be around people who really care. And not, we know they care, but we still know other things too. No, there's nothing else to even say but care. People that just care. People that just love. People that just support. Hallelujah. Who just do that only. And I thank God for that. I realize as an advisor that I really have to be nurturing. And that's why I'm giving birth a lot spiritually. God shows me eggs all the time. I'm like, what do you say? Is this natural or spiritual? God? Come on. <laughs> Sometimes you say both. Because you are nurturing. And I am nurturing. And I have to be nurturing. With my advice. Spiritually guiding people with the word that God gives me. Everything went from being rich, 
physically in my life to looking poor to now receiving all. And in this dream, I'm giving you real quickly. I was in this beach house. It was a beach house, like a tree house. (laughs) On the shore. And it's like that tree house, beach house was a guiding light. God began to show me how things looked unappealing in this tree house, beach house. My nightgown was like old looking my comforter my pillows my bed was old looking the walls were old looking the place was old looking and there was a man in there and he said look out the window I look out the window there are hundreds and thousands of people it's a whole trail they're in a line all over the world coming to this beach house tree house to receive a word from God through me. And God had me to zoom in on this little girl. They didn't bring no clothes. They didn't bring nothing. They just came themselves. And this little girl thought to bring her doll baby. They're like a little raggedy ass, little raggedy looking doll. One eye popped out. She bought the doll because she felt like if they say bring something that, you know, about to receive help, I want my doll to be helped because I love my doll. Because she thought she's a mother. (laughs) And so this man. Hallelujah. Please excuse me. My son just got up. And I really. You know. Wanted to show him the love that I do. Every time he gets up. He hugs me. He kisses me. You know. We say a little prayer. I didn't want to put that on hold. I had to do that like I normally do. Because. My ministry starts at home. I can't have him to think that he has to hold up and wait because I'm doing this or doing something else. Because that means he will be neglected because he has to wait to do something he normally do. Hallelujah. So thank you for being patient. But what I'm saying is, in this tree, people were coming. They were coming. It was a long trail, like a three-mile, four-mile trail of people just coming to hear a word from God. And this man of God was looking at me like, you could do this. You got this. Then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't know. What if I say something? What if I say something wrong? Well, I don't know. Help me, please. No, no, I don't want to. Can I do it? And he was like, you got this. You got it. You got it. You got it. He was motivating. Then all of a sudden, when I began to believe in myself, the whole treehouse became that beach house treehouse became a beautiful place. The walls start sparkling. My dingy, old-looking pajamas became a, a silk robe. His appearance began to change. His apparel began to change. The bed went from, you know, a twin bed to a, like a master bed. I'm trying to tell you. I don't even, I don't even know what a master bed is. Now I had a California bed, but a master bed, I'm trying to tell you. Everything became rich. And I mean godly rich. I don't want earth rich. I want God's rich. I want God's rich. Because that we already are. And things are coming. 
and things are falling in place as we learn who we already are. And I just start giving a word. One by one by one by one by one by one. I'm telling you. We're waiting to do what we already been doing. See, a lot of us are looking for who we are not aware we're being. We have to know that we are the thought. We are the thought that he had concerning us before. So what is that thought? Your purpose. Your gifts. My gifts. Everything that you can see, hear, understand. That's the thought he had concerning you. And so much more with that. But in that dream with that special guest. She looked like I had no idea. And here I was thinking you wasn't a good mother. And thinking you didn't want the best for you and your son. Thinking that this is it for you and your place. And, and the place was very clean. Very nice. But wasn't good enough for that visitor. It's not the best. It's actually looked rubbish. It's not something I want to just sit down and be comfortable on this couch. Like really trying to have me to feel less than. You going to give your son that to eat? That's what you have to give him? That's what he wants. <laughs> so when I showed up at this place, it looks like a bank. And things were coming from the bank. And it wasn't just money. It was like a spiritual bank. It wasn't, mmm, I got that treasure. Mm -mm -mm. When we store up treasures in the kingdom, where no dust can come, no thieves can come, because where our treasure is, our heart is, and God show me where my heart is, where my home is. I just got that. And no, I felt that father. I felt it. I felt I felt. I feel it. I feel it. It's not just in my spirit. I feel it all over me. I, I feel it. I feel it, God. Thank you. Thank you. And when people started just coming all over, here, you made this investment in this. You did this. You weren't even aware I was making that many investments as just giving out inspiring words. I'm not giving out no sermons. You guys don't ever hear me say, turn your Bibles to. That's not what I'm doing. I'm lifting you up. So everything that you are doing because of it is an investment. You don't have what you have because of me. We're receiving what God said belonging to us because of the God in me speaking through me. Like he used you. He may cook through you. He may sing through you. He speaks through me. I can speak to anybody and bless anybody. And I knew right then and there, it's a gift. 
Because at first, when I was young, I was like, how come when I say something, people respond better than other people? It's a gift. You know how to relate. You know how, what to say because God is speaking through you. That's why they respond to It's a gift, Quenisha. And that special guest in the dream was looking like, mm, well, I didn't know it was going to be all like this. Well, instead of just saying, I was wrong. I apologize. I didn't know it was all like that. Forgive me. Nope. That special guest didn't even want to say that. It was like, mm, like, mm, mm, mm. you know, I wish you could see my face. <laughs> you get it. You know, shaking up the head like, mm. Like I was wrong, but not going to say it. I had to tell myself, don't don't say I told you so in your heart. Don't say, look at me now. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. See, you know you mature and I'm mature when we can have that sensation in our heart due to what somebody tried to do to destroy it. And we can still forgive them as if they never done it. Because that's a process by itself for every single one of us. If you smack me in my face, literally smack me in my face, and I say, I'm turning the other cheek, you understand? And not brushing it off to say it's all good. No, really, like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be angry. If I've done anything, forgive me. I don't want you angry. I don't want you, you know, feeling like that. A lot of times we feel like we're kissing people's tail. We're trying to win them over. And some of us try. We don't need to. Just be you. Because being you is being God. Being just like our Father. Not being a God. No, being God. As a child of God. That's God being through us. In His image and likeness. So you are breaking barriers. I am breaking barriers. I'm going to be saying a lot. But it's going to be in different ways. I cannot think about how it's going to get there. I just know that God bringing me there. And I'm open for any collaboration God you have for me. Any open door opportunity you have for me. There are people coming and God let me know what to do because this morning, two people were being overly excited to be a part of me, a part of my life that they kept messaging and calling and calling, calling back to back. So God me not to respond so quick so they could know you can't do that. Someone the access to be so close to you and I. That's why when we go further out places and people receive us more who don't know us than the ones who do. It shouldn't be that way, but it happened to Christ. I was saying to you guys a week ago about, you know, when it comes to walking on water and opening up blind eyes and raising the dead, we have to stop thinking that we have to do it. 
Because that frustrates us. That has us to be scared. Because we know we can't do it. And we can't. That's why we don't do the work. Because we can't. It's him doing it through us. <clears throat> He's blessing your merch to prosper through you. So we have to really focus on him doing it through us. Keep feeling him doing it. Keep seeing him do it. Keep knowing he's doing it. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Seriously. See, when I'm thinking about him doing it, it put all my attention on him. And not on what if it doesn't happen. What if it does happen? What if this? What if that? Because all the what ifs are connected to limits. When we don't think about the what ifs, there are none. If I just go and touch because I know he's the one releasing, then there goes the miracle. See, the thing is, he's not a liar. So if I'm doing it and nothing happens because I'm thinking that I have to do it. That's why nothing does. I can't put my hands on a blind man and expect him to see. No, I have to allow Christ through me. To allow his power to be seen and heard and felt through me as you do for you. There it goes. Mmm, I got that. Thank you, Jesus. He gave me an example. He came here in the flesh. He touched a blind man and he said, can you see, I see people as trees. Ooh, how you know what a tree look like if you never see? Now we go through sight also by feeling. We go through sight also by hearing. Many people that are blind, the other senses are more sensitive. And he, I was explaining why he knew what a tree was. And Christ touched him again. So why didn't it work the first time? Because Christ showed us that the power comes from God and not to us. That's like me touching your eyes. I'm thinking, I'm doing it. You're still blind. Then I tap into God. And his, you understand? And allow his work to be done through me. Then there goes your sight. The second time around. But have that already heartfelt. God is you through me. And there it goes. Like Christ did after that. Every first time. The first touch. And you know what's so amazing? Everything he said... That's what brought forth the power. Mm, mm, mm. He spoke people to get up while they wasn't even there. Woman came on the behalf of her daughter. Somewhere else, dying. He spoke it. He spoke over the atmosphere. He spoke into her daughter right where she was while he was somewhere else. Just like you and I do every day. We have to really believe in ourselves that we are believers. 
and really be clear about what we're believing as believers. If I believe I'm like Christ, then that's going to be my reality. Period. This podcast just took another turn. It's getting better and better in your life. It's never, ever going to be worse again. See, you have to know you're that significant that you don't need to pull from somebody else's significant in order for you to feel significant. You don't. I don't. We can't allow the earth ways to contradict a heavenly reality. I cannot sit here and say to you guys that I hate money. So why do I have it then? No, the thing is, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I enjoy it. I'm not consumed by it. Neither are you. See, now God has access to pour in areas in my life that he didn't have the access to pour like he wanted to. Because sometimes we're connected to people and we're not aware what they're doing. And many of them are actually trying to rob by taking, taking, taking. And we're not asking God, should we give, give, give life out? Because every good idea, like I say all the time, may not be a godly idea. I said that two weeks ago. Yeah, it may be good to give you some money because you ask. I'm thinking you need, but you ask it. But God already know in between the cracks that I don't see. You don't even need that. You want it because you know you can get it. And the way how we go about getting things is not always okay. That's why God said to me, don't ever look at people and just think that they are because of what they appear to have. Don't ever congratulate someone. You don't even know how they got what they got. Now we support each other. You don't want to congratulate a drug dealer. You don't want to congratulate a stripper. Oh, that's how you got your Lamborghini? And we're not out here to see who's doing what. Let's not be caught up on what people have. And let's be more caught up on who they need to keep having in their life. And that's our Father, our Lord, and Holy Spirit. We can't be people that we just so quick to give up on each other. And then when people receive their breakthroughs, 
they have to go through a process to let that go. It wasn't right, but let it go. Yeah, that was disrespectful. Let it go. Yeah, you heard it, me, but let it go. And guess what? Sometimes when we let it go, we do it in different ways. We may cry it out. We may be up all night thinking it out. Singing that stuff out. Because it doesn't feel good when the heart is sore. It's sore. It's aching. And you can feel the heaviness. You can feel your heart in your chest. You can even feel the organ itself in place because of that ache and pain. Like it hurts right here. Right here it hurts. We don't have to ever say, I told you so. We don't ever have to say, look at me. Just know that you are that significant that you're here to be blessed and be a blessing. See, we can't contradict and say, you know what? It's not about money, but we really asking God for it. You understand? We don't want to look like we're contradicting. We can't. We have to stick with what we mean and stay there. I can't say, I can never say, please excuse that. I can never, I'm going to take that off. <laughs> I can never say. Well, we shouldn't do, but yeah, I do. I don't live the world ways anymore, but sometimes I do. By what some of the people that do. See, I can't. I can't. I realize a lot of the music the movies, people's words, we are pulling from, we're becoming that. Watching a reality show, I'm gonna become a reality show. I'm gonna think life is about the outer appearance. The earth is about taking care of you, thinking about you, doing what's best for you. And that's going to be my reality. Because I just pull from that reality show. If I sit and watch Lifetime, that's going to be my reality. I'm going to be obsessed. I'm going to be thinking everybody want to portray me. Or think people are obsessed with me. I'm going to attract that in my reality. Fear, guilt, lies, and obsession. That's going to be my reality. I'm going to pull from it. If I'm watching violence, if I'm hearing violence, it's going to be my reality. I may not become violent, but I may think and look at all of you about, you know, about you all being violent. And it may cause me to feel somewhere about all of you. Because what I'm pulling from, like the songs, it doesn't matter how old they were. And what we grew up off of, it doesn't mean that it was a good thing to listen to. A lot of the old 90s songs, Holy Spirit say, hey, and listen to what you're saying. 
There's a meeting in my bedroom, but please don't be late so we can have sex. Yippee-yay-yo, yippee-yay-yay. Let me work that body, baby. How about freak me, baby? How about somebody rocking, knocking the booth? How about I'm so tired of being alone? How about I'm going down? How about can you stop the rain? Woo. Mm, mm, mm. And they talking about natural rain, but rain is rain. I'm speaking about rain. And it rains, it pours from the kingdom and our life. And I'm saying, can you stop that? Can you stop that? Love is blind. Woo. Mm. Mm. My father's blind because love is God. What am I saying? No time for fake ones. Just sit some crystal with the real ones. What am I watching? Shows that's talking about anger, drama, bitter. And they try to put that on us in ministry. Yeah, you guys got to, you know, be more realistic. You got to be real authentic. Come on. Nobody's, what are they trying to say? Nobody really here really believes. No merch here is really prospering. So be realistic. Show that every merch is falling. Every husband or wife cheats. Every pastor sleep with a secretary. Oh, that's our reality? No way. And we agree with it. Because of dollar signs. So we signing our souls away for dollar signs. Because we start out strong. But when the money start coming in, the people start coming in that's bringing more of the money. Then we start pleasing them and not focusing on who we hit to please first. And only in that way. And we lose sight of ourselves. Then we start saying, okay, it's not so bad to say, damn. It's, no, it's not bad to say ass because ass ain't the word. But he didn't mean in the form of somebody's ass ass. Or being an ass. Or shaking that ass. Come on, Holy Spirit. I'm graced to say what I'm saying today. A female dog is called a bitch. So I can look at you as a female dog and get away with saying you bitch. Come on. Come on. My son can hear me. He's probably like, did my mother just say, bitch? Oh, God, Jesus Christ. I'm giving a message with grace. God. That probably don't traumatize that kid. Oh, God. <laughs> He's fine, God says. He's fine. I have to go to another episode. Hallelujah. Break it up today. This is a two-hour session. Break it up if you need to. Hallelujah. And seriously, we're thinking it's okay. We know it's not okay, but they say things like, you know, um, 
Because when we sell our souls, we have to keep it, you know, sold. So they're going to have to keep having reasons for us to become a sellout because we can always gain access to pull our soul back. And their purpose being used by the enemy, who's being influenced by the enemy, to keep us, you understand, as a sellout. So they're going to keep selling things to us to keep us over there as a sellout. And they would say things like, you don't want to lose your fans. Aren't you doing something good? Aren't you blessing people and helping people? Instead of saying, you know, you're used to, you don't do it no more. But who's going to come out and say that? And you're making, I'm making them money. No, no one's going to tell you and I how we should live. We don't even know who they are. How can someone who's never been married give advice to someone who is? How can someone tell you about being a parent when they don't even have any children and never even care for any? How can someone tell you you deserve to be mad? But God say forgive. So we're watering down too many things. And we wonder why spirits are jumping all over the place because we're inviting them there. And I'm wondering why I'm sad. I'm wondering why I'm depressed. Wondering why I'm lost because I'm walking with God, knowing who I am, but pulling from an earthly reality. Of course, I'm going to be lost. I'm confused. Not even aware. I'm confused. I'm singing songs unto God and singing songs unto the world behind the four walls of my home when the times that I have done and even out loud with it. I got to be mindful of that. Do me, baby. 12 play. Watching Jerry Springer. Moy show. See, I can say what I want on my podcast. The thing is, the podcast is yours. And the thing is, people can't say anything about how you feel. Because God showed me about there is no pleasure in having people there just to give them a result that they don't want. But the rate is going up for people being sad, being upset. Someone thought that was their kid. And that's what we are hungry for. Hearing somebody say they're not. And I thought I was. We're not watching to say, I'm going to pray for you, brother. Dang, he thought he was. No, we only like, ah, look at her. She's falling on the floor. (laughs) Like a fool. We got to kick out of the drama. Like jury, we watched it for the fighting, not for what they were there for. Because there's nothing funny about a man sleeping with a goat. Three women fighting over one man who don't even know who he is. To even hear from God regarding any woman. And we look at the models that the earth trying to give us and thinking that we have to fit that type of way of living and ministry and try to bring that look into the church. Are we supposed to have huge butts, y'all? We supposed to have big breasts. The same type way we're supposed to have long hair or any type of style that's just, you know, unique. Do half red, half green. 
the wilder, the more unique you are. That's not his wonderfully, uniquely made description. That's on the inside. Restores us back to our youth from the inside. Beautiful ashes, that's the inside. You understand? Watching shows like Freddy Krueger, Friday the 13th. Chucky. It. Halloween. All the horror. Blair Witch. Hallelujah. Let me tell you about Freddy Krueger. The purpose of the storyline is don't fall asleep. Or he's going to get you. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, you better lock your door. Five, six, something, crucifix, something. Seven, eight, you better stay awake. Nine, ten, he's back again. And they use little children to sing that, playing double dutch. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. And many people hate to go to sleep. Like many of us children and grew up as children, you understand, didn't want to go to sleep. Needed a nightlight. Even if our parents watching it, that's still coming in my room because I'm a part of it. But you see Satan all in that. No, he don't want us to go to sleep. Why? Because you're not going to be able to see no visions and dreams that God has us to encounter while we sleep. He didn't have to create us to go to sleep. But one purpose to sleep is that he gave complete access because the body is resting, even though it's still functioning. Because a lot of times we in our own way from hearing him directly. Because we are somehow thinking something in it or putting something in it or taking something from it. When we're asleep, it's all what he has to do. It's like he can do all he want while we're asleep. So my thing is, I want all of that, how I'm asleep, while I'm walking around as well. I want you to have that much access while I'm asleep, you can have the same as I'm up. Same goes for you. Hallelujah. Somebody said to me yesterday, it's so much going on. COVID coming back, girl. They're going to start shutting stuff down again, girl. They're talking about bringing the mask out, getting more vaccines, girl. But guess what? That ain't happening to us. But you spent more time talking about the problem than the solution. How about we just think about the solution? Don't even focus on the problem. It's so, you know, less to talk about. It's so beneath us that it's not even on our mind. Has nothing even come close to being. 
We spend so much focus and so much energy talking about the negative stuff. Pretty much saying, I'm scared, but we still cover. Do that make sense? I'm dying, but I'm healed. Come on. I need a financial breakthrough, God, but I'm rich. Seriously. God is releasing clarification and clarification with the word clarification. <laughs> so we can know what we're actually doing and how we actually receiving. Because I can tell you guys things that sound so good, but it has to become your good. And that be demonstrated. Same goes for me. Being an advisor. One who guides. One who helps. One who nurtures. So the devil going to try to keep me quiet. And who is to be joint one with me? He's going to try to keep him quiet. By sending opportunities. You understand? Different things, distractions, all kinds of things be sent our way to cause us not to want to say anything. Sometimes you can be that bothered, you just don't want to say nothing. Be that angry, you don't want to be around nobody. Just shut everybody out. This is what the devil wants for me in this mind. Holy Spirit is saying to me. But that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. And it will always be a lie. And I, I heard him make this statement once. I will not be silent. I get it. The devil wants you to shut up because he already knows what you're called to do. You're called to talk. And not just talk, but your words are sharp. Your words are seasoned. Your words are encouraging. Your words are nurturing. And he wants influence from people. Excuse me, he wants to influence people to try to stop that. By trying to, to give sarcasm, you know, quote unquote honest, but really disrespectful criticism. And say it's honest though. God has already built a home for every single one of us. You know what's so amazing about Christ, his instructions? He said, let not your hearts be troubled. In my father's house, there are many mansions, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. He was talking about places and they say, I'm going to prepare a place. Mm. So many of us thinking the place he's going to prepare is like a home. But he already spoke about the home before he said his place. He said, there are already places there because there are already homes there. There are mansions there. In my father's house, there are many mansions. So why would I go and prepare something that's already there? Ooh, you understand? I'm going to prepare a dwelling place, a secret place. Ooh, I see Christ. Oh, God. God. 
God. I'm going to prepare new realms, new dimensions. God, give me the word, you know, envelope. An envelope. Inside this envelope, there's a piece of paper. And the paper is a lot of, you understand, confetti. And it's saying, Congratulations. It doesn't feel good to encounter things that can hurt your feelings, hurt my feelings from people who we love. And I realize the more people God pull away from us, that's how many people that were around that said things that they shouldn't have said, done things they shouldn't have done to us. And some of us, as people that God, you understand, pulled away from us. Some of us have majority of people in our family pulled away from us. And that means that all of them were a distraction to your walk. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or, you know, they are doing wrong. No, it just means that whatever they were coming, how they were coming at you and whatever they were doing, it was a distraction to your walk. So God saw that and he pulled that away so you could continue to stay focused. Some of us right now only talk to two people in the family. And I notice many of us say things like, because people don't bring their family around, we assume that it's them and not them. We can't assume any of that. We can't assume that a senior citizen in an old folks home don't have no family because they was a bad person. We can't assume that a person's children don't want to be around them because they don't know what to say out their mouth. Can't assume that. We can't assume, period. Hallelujah. God is not going to have us always around people who's tearing down. It doesn't matter. Parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles. Hallelujah. So some people may have a, a whole lot of family. Some may not. And I mean around to talk, hang out, and do things. 
Some of us are surrounded by a lot of people. Some of us not. Some of us have a lot of support. Some of us don't. Some of us feel highly of ourselves. Some of us don't. Some of us this. Some of us don't. Some of us will. Some of us won't. But we can't assume. Point being, we can't assume. Hallelujah. So enjoy breaking barriers. Continue to thrive in all that you do. All the glory belongs to God because he's using you. Know that. All the glory belongs to God because he's using you. Continue to be used. Do everything for him. And when it comes to you as a vessel, for you. Do it for you. Not for anybody else. If a person's advice, if it touches you, that you listen, then that's great. But if it touches you in the wrong way, touch me in the wrong way, don't receive it. Just don't hear negative advice and let it stay in your heart or on your mind and it bothers you. Shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done that. That wasn't right. Leave it. It's not worth you. You're worth more than that. Many of us want to find our worth in other people. No, your worth is found in you. Let this be your day. And I mean your day for real type of day. This is my day. Because this is the day. You have to be so comfortable with your walk that it doesn't matter who does and say what or don't do or will do long as you keep doing the do for you regarding what he called you to do. He's glorified being seen and heard through you. I know many of us have felt like, you know, during our time here, when we were a lot younger, we may have made a lot of mistakes. And people have really, you know, used those mistakes against us and call us things like black sheep. You're the black sheep, or you always get in trouble, you're always doing things. And then many of us feel like we need to create opportunities to do something with ourselves just to show them, just to show them I am. See, David never thought like that. He never tried to prove himself to Jesse and him. He just kept doing what he know he can do. See, he out there tackling wild animals just to keep what his father told him to attend to, the sheep. It doesn't matter if you look scrawny. It doesn't matter if no one wants to call you or you're not with people that's popular. People don't have you to feel like you're important. You have to be okay with you. Because once you become okay with you, then it caused them to be okay with it. Mm. You understand? That's like me. 
if I talk to my son any kind of way, some people think it's okay for me to do it to. But if I don't, then they know not to do that because she's not having that. Wealth is not built upon nor based upon having things. And please excuse. So, all that to say today is enjoy doing what God have you to do for you. Enjoy it for you. You know, don't even think about doing it for nobody else. Anybody else. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Hallelujah. Do it for you. Do it for yourself. Let this be your day. Because this is the day. And Holy Spirit keep having me to say that over and over and over. A lot of times we go for things, go after things. But really, really continue to break barriers. Continue to push through. Hallelujah. I love you.